All right, and uh, we've got her. We got her. All Jennifer right, Jennifer Gill, uh, superintendent of uh, school district uh, 186 here in Springfield. Good morning. Good morning. So we we're just uh, talking about uh, you know the surveys going out. Friday was a deadline for teachers or for uh, parents to select what uh, classes their kids are going to be taking. So what's the lay of the land going to look like for Springfield District 186 amid COVID 19 concerns? You know, we we have a board meeting tonight, and so that will be a chance for our elected body of officials to really kind of weigh in on uh, the numbers that have been turned in, um, also looking at our community numbers and the positivity spread uh, that we've had lately with that, that spike in numbers is something I know they'll be weighing in on as well. Our registration uh, came in strong. We have all but about 21% of our kids registered. So that's not so bad out of usually around 13,500 students have all but 21% registered at this point in time, this early in August. That's very good for us. And so we'll begin to call those families and make sure that they, they weigh in on one, you know, just if they're attending District 186 this year. And and then also let us know what uh, what they would prefer in a model. However, we have been, you know, quite cautious with the people choosing hybrid, letting them know that uh, if the numbers do, um, you know, show us a need, we will, of course, start in a remote uh, setting. How many people so far, Jennifer, do you know have uh, chosen the hybrid learning out of the registered? You know, this was really helpful to us to really understand what our parents and community uh, felt. We really always, you know, think we try to read the community by by the, the mail, mail that comes in and, and try to gauge things from that. But for the most part, not everybody will, will really voice their opinion, but the numbers certainly did. So we have 9,887 students at this point enrolled. 4,763 have said that they want to go remote learning um, and wouldn't mind staying there for the rest of the semester. And then 5,124 saying that they hope we can seek and and have a um, hybrid model either to start or some point during this first semester. Wow, 50-50 split on that pretty much. It is, just about right down the line. So ultimately the school board is going to um, make the decision as to uh, whether it's going to be all remote or if it is going to be that kind of hybrid model. Um, right, or even, you know, that we have to start remote, but we'll open it up and look at, at a later date and see, you know, if we can go back to hybrid. Um, hybrid it has in-person teaching, and I think that's what families are really, um, many families are really craving as, you know, missing that teacher, missing that that you know, support that they get when students are in the classroom. Well, and, and when it comes to, I mean, the, the state constitution talks about, um, you know, quality education. Um, mm-hmm. How can we ensure that, uh, you know, taxpayers and families are going to get that quality education if it's going to be, you know, kind of a, a hybrid type of, you know, a few days in person and then maybe some online. Um, what's What steps are being taken to ensure that that is a high quality education? We've done a great deal of professional development over the summer, had teachers volunteering their time to come together to serve on committees, um, you know, to, to really talk about these issues, take professional development themselves. And then we're also really looking at ramping up our school year with a um, lot of opportunities for professional development, opportunities for students and families to get some learning on how to log on line and to make sure that we have the best things in place that we possibly can to have a high quality education while online. Um, in District 186, we're committed to doing everything possible to having a highly 
qualified teacher aligned to every student in the district for that online learning. Um, and in high school and middle school, that would mean teachers that have the, the background and the subject area that's being taught and the same in elementary school. So those are important things for us. We, I really, truly believe that just an online program that some third party is not the best choice uh, for us. And so we want to make sure we're having that um, specific, you know, work with individual students throughout this time that we we might have to be remote or even remote sometimes during the week. Um, it's a hard thing for us because we've never, ever done this job through a pandemic, um, not in my entire career and not many, many years before that. So, you know, this is something new for all of us. It's also just as equally as important to provide a safe environment for students. So that's a really hard thing for educators to weigh. I've not heard any educators just say, I just don't want to do this. I'm, I'm just too stressed. I can't, you know, it's more about, I just am worried about my, the safety of myself and my family, as well as the safety of the students who might then take that spread home to their families. So it is a very hard, multifaceted, complex situation that we're in, and there is no easy answer. Superintendent Jennifer Gill is with us on News Talk 94.7 and 970 WMAY. Jennifer, let's talk about the teachers. We had heard uh, that uh, while not completed through the balloting on Friday, that 75% of teachers said they'd prefer to stay uh, at home, you know, as far as and start the year on Zoom learning. Uh, has that number balanced out a little, little bit, and is it close enough to uh, what we've seen enrollment-wise? Well, that, that survey was administered um, through a Springfield Education Association listserv, so I don't have the numbers as of this morning for that. Um, but I, I was told on Friday, just as you were, that about 75% of the teachers, and this was just a, a quick anonymous survey for them to say, you know, really, if you if you had to just put your true heart into what you would choose, you would choose this or that. And so, you know, the 75%, I guess, had said that they wish to, to work remotely. Uh, Jennifer, um, mm-hmm. another element in this that I've kind of been blown away, I haven't heard more about, and hopefully uh, you can shed some light on this. You're the superintendent for District 186, but we really haven't heard anything of the regional superintendents. How much have they been involved in these conversations? Yeah, we actually meet a great deal. I know that I get the largest number of students. We have about 30,000 students that make up the region for our regional office of education 51. And of those I make up, you know, all roughly half of the students. So I know you get to hear from me more often, but my regional superintendents have been at the table, you know, working alongside everybody. And we've, we've met with health professionals. We've met with you know, infectious disease doctors, we've met together to talk and to really uh, think through the issues. It's just interesting because we all have our individual, you know, seven member boards and our regions all have been affected differently uh, by by COVID and, and the spike. Um, but interestingly enough, most of the people have a touch on Springfield. They either come in here to work or they come in here regularly to shop and and do their, you know, family business, things of that nature. So it is important that we all talk together. Um, But in the end, it seems like we always have to come up with our own unique schedule, and that also poses a problem uh, for teachers and families and grandparents and everybody that live in a variety of communities. How come there's not more coordination, though, with, like, um, the the regional superintendents to have a more cohesive, uh, you know, uh, uniform plan for the various regions, like you know the difference between what's going on in Auburn versus what's going on in Chatham versus what's going on in Springfield. Yeah, all I can tell you is that the regional we we have met 
we have met quite a bit, but once again, each superintendent works directly with their seven member board and sometimes, and also their individual education associations. So um, obviously it's just hard to come to consensus on what the right thing to do is. And it's, it's difficult to coordinate that level uh, with those different varieties of, of even individual local control right within our our main area here in Illinois. Superintendent Jennifer Gill is with us on News Talk 94.7 and 970 WMAY. Jennifer, assuming that the school board tonight votes for the hybrid of learning and, and there are classroom mm-hmm. instructions starting in August, late August, uh, what kind of preparations have been made to the buildings? Have there been any cosmetic changes or is it just basically more sanitation or what? what are we looking at? Well, of course, we've deep cleaned and sanitized all the buildings, and that's often the question that I get is, you know, are you really going to change the way you you clean? And the answer is absolutely yes. We put in the budget to hire um, 12 additional full-time custodians to do some of this work. Um, In addition, you will see cosmetic changes when you come into a building, and I don't mean just surface level, but actual changes in the flow of how the school works so that we can maintain social distance. Um, You know, just this coming week, we're going to be installing, you know, social distance um, markings on the floor, all of the things you may see when you go into a, a place of business right now. Um, a lot of signage, plexiglass has been installed slowly but surely. It's been kind of difficult to get, and we've had to uh, get creative with orders. Uh, you know, we place an order, and it takes a while to get plexiglass in, or we get a few sheets at a time. So we've been working feverishly to um, outfit our main offices uh, where the you know nurses and the secretaries and people of that nature sit, and now we've moved out into individual uh, learning spaces and places where kids come quite a bit where they might be ill. Um, we do need and, and are have been required to have a quarantining area. Um, so being thinking creatively about that space and how we can do that. Um, you know, it, it's just, it, you know, when we get back to regular school in hopefully a year, you know, or whatever, where we can be 100% where we, we used to be and we have a vaccine, it's still going to be different, I think, as we move forward after having gone through this. So slowly but surely, you're going to start to see those physical changes as well as just the signage and the things that are, um, you know, marking that we are requiring masks of all individuals, whether you're visiting, working there, attending school, things of that nature. Well, as you mentioned in the earlier part, you know, this has been difficult on everybody in the school district and 186, no exception. Thanks for taking the reins, and we appreciate that, Jennifer. Thank you. Thank you very much. Thank you for talking.